0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, guys, welcome to episode 16 of the Think Gold podcast. Today we have a unique guest today. He is someone who you probably wouldn't first expect to be on the old podcast, but hey, he's here. He had a not, a lot of knowledge. He's a great dude. Um his name is Jeb, Jeb McAfee. And uh Jeb, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Doing How great. you doing? I'm doing great, man. I'm, yeah? I'm good. I'm doing good. So I'll just give you a little introduction real quick. Okay. So Jeb, he was born in 2000. Yeah, he's a 2000s baby. He's crazy. He's 20 years old and has managed to build himself his own company where he teaches people about the ins and outs of Bitcoin trading. He is one of the top, if not the top, cryptocurrency YouTuber on YouTube and has managed to build a full-time income off, bit, off the Bitcoin ecosystem. So, uh, he has his own business, and uh, I've got to know Jeb just from my brother Caleb. And uh, Caleb's brother, he's letting me stay at his house, and I, I got to meet Jeb, and I got to learn about, you know, kind of what you do and, you know, about your business and how you got into it. And so it's really fascinating. So, welcome to Thing Gold, man. Thank you so much for having me, Yeah, bro. So I want this to be kind of like a conversation. I'm not really used to like camera being right here. and any, You know, used to being on Zoom, so this is a little weird. So yeah, no, I know for me too. I don't know where to look because I'm normally looking at a camera or at right? a face. I don't know where I'm gonna have to adjust my eyes a little bit. So if this is weird for y'all. Let me let me get a little used to it. I'm trying to get comfortable. Yeah. So uh, let's get right into it. So you know, first part, like setting the stage for success. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, I would say where you where you're at in your life right now. You've reached some type of success. Right. That's so. Yeah. And so I want to talk about how you got to this
1: point in your life. Right. So talk to me a little bit about growing up. So growing up, I had a really kind of tumultuous past because my mother and father uh, divorced when I was three years old. Wow. The last time I saw her was when I was five. Wow. So it was just my dad and I for a long time. And then uh, my dad had this grand vision of, me and him moving all across the country and him remodeling houses. He was in construction. Mm-hmm. And then I was eight years old when 2008 happened, him being oh. in construction, 2008, the housing crisis happened and okay. he uh, got wrecked. So <laughs> we tried to go and live with um, some family and unfortunately it didn't work out. So we had, a, we had our adventures, but it was a little bit rough. And um, but through all of it, I learned, I learned just how important it is to have people yeah. because if it weren't for my dad, Mm. I wouldn't be anywhere. No. So got started. Shout out to him no, for sure. What was that relationship like with your dad growing up? It was, it was really in some ways it was the best relationship that you could hope for yeah. out of a father figure. Yeah. In other ways it was difficult because there's this, there's this storybook mentality of, when you're when you're struggling financially, when you're growing up, that you're gonna like everybody's gonna kind of come together and huddle together, and then all of a sudden poverty. Me- I had this I had this wild idea when I was in elementary school that poverty brought families together, hmm. and that is so not true. That is the absolute antithesis of how that works because right. when people are struggling with the things as intrinsic as how to put food on the table, hmm. it becomes very hard to be emotionally available for your kids. Hmm. So That's- I relied very heavily on my father, and he. I have always said that he did a better job than anyone in his position possibly could have. Wow. But there was a lot of challenges. Wow. So,
0: so you talked about poverty. Did you, you grew up in poverty. Mm-hmm. Did you start there
1: and well up there? Or was that kind of... We were, my dad and I were doing pretty well yeah. up until 2008. And then, you know, the when the housing market crashed, a lot of people hmm. got very badly hurt. Hmm. The housing market put tens of millions of people out of work. It, yeah. it, it decimated retirement funds. It, it really messed with people. And we had something very similar happen to us. It happened to a lot of people. Yeah. And, and unfortunately, there are a lot of people that are still recovering from that. Yeah. It happened it was 12 years ago now, but yeah. I, I remember it like it was yesterday. And many people that are older than you or I definitely yeah. do. Yeah. Um, man, that's tough. You know, I know, and I was there, My grandma was actually
0: flipping homes around that time. Really? She had. I remember being real young. Huh? I didn't know and that. She had a. She had a really big house, right? Yeah. All to herself. She had people running out the basement, and I remember going over there as a little kid, like, "Wow, oh my gosh, grandma! <laughs> wow, you're doing really good for yourself." Mm-hmm. Mind you, like a year later, she went bankrupt, and she really? had to, you know, she had to sell sell that house. Actually, that house ended up getting foreclosed on, and it was just yeah. really rough, like seeing her go through that. Wow. So
1: I'm sure, you know, with your dad you know, being involved in the home improvement business. Mm-hmm. And that was, that was really tough. Yo. Absolutely. Yeah. He was a single dad trying to raise a kid. And you know, the, it was one of those things where he would always say he didn't cause the problem, but he was the one that was suffering for it. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that, that's, that's poignant. Yeah. And it's sad. And I think it's something a lot of people can relate with. Yeah. What do you it's, think that did to you? Like, you know, seeing that, it definitely set the stage for it I mean, everyone's childhood sets the stage for who they'll become. I yeah. think that's kind of a that's kind of a cop out of an answer, so let me answer that a little differently. It. it it was very challenging, but I wouldn't trade it for anything mm. is another way of saying that. There were so many things that I learned through the hardship that we went through. And again, I wanna iterate again since we're talking about this. Um, this nothing that happened was in any way, shape or form my dad's fault. No mm. one could have done better. Yeah. Period. Um, you, I've never seen another human being do what he did. <laughs> That being said, that doesn't mean it was easy. And there are a lot of things that you learn when you go through trying times. And I don't find a lot of people maturing very quickly through easy times. No, yeah. there's that whole, I mean, you see it on Instagram all the time. It's kind of cliche, but the idea of, uh, strong men create easy times, exactly. easy times, create weak men, yeah. weak men create hard times, yeah. hard times, create strong men, strong men create easy times. And the cycle repeats. Well, yeah. they were hard times and it made me stronger. Hmm. It, it, it made me figure out, what's important in life it made me figure out what you have to do to get where you need to be hmm. in life it made me it made me figure out how important Relationships are, hmm. how important God is. Yeah. And at the end of the day, how easy you can lose things to make sure wow. you count counting blessings. Wow. I feel like when you grow up in that situation,
0: you know, you wake up, you know, and I'm trying to put myself in your shoes, you know, you wake up in, in poverty. Mm-hmm. It's like every day is like an example of what you don't want to see in your future. Yeah. Right. It's kind of like serves like that reminder. Like you wake up, like, okay, mm-hmm. like this is not what I want my, you know, my future to look like, my vision to look like.
1: That, yeah. That's, that's where the, that's what it becomes. But, a lot of times when you're growing up and and, and this is and it's not I don't define myself by by the way I grew up but um, the when you're in in the midst of it especially when you're younger it's harder to realize because you don't have perspective what mm-hmm. you're doing mm-hmm. i remember one time in middle school i was in sixth grade my dad said that we were poor and i didn't know what poor meant. <laughs> yeah you know I mean, I'm, like, I'm like <laughs> what do you mean we're poor yeah, dad i was exactly. like we live in america yeah. like we're we have each other <laughs> we have our dog you know what do you mean we're poor and he said no jim <laughs> yeah. look around wow we're poor wow from that day forward we were poor and I looked around I was like wait a second you know it doesn't look the same here that it does at school Hmm. it doesn't look the same here as it does on television Hmm. something is different so you don't even really realize that for a long period of time Um, and that's just one of those things that you don't really know if you haven't been there that's all you know right yeah it's all you know I mean what am I supposed to know You know, <laughs> yeah, like growing up
0: with you know just my mom in the household that's all I know right all I knew right. you know what I'm saying so you're so used to this that you know and you go to like your friend's house and you see them with you know both parents oh, you're like way. wow wait to this, is, this is different you know what I'm saying like I wow you got, that. you got your mom wondering about your homework you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying your dad I was like wow it's just so crazy how everybody you know grows up in a different situation and that situation you know dictates how they view the world you know mm-hmm. and I feel like mm-hmm. it's on us you know it's if if you fall victim to your circumstance
1: like you can't blame it on anybody but yourself right you know what i'm saying it's, i think yeah absolutely and that's the key takeaway is that when we is that i talk about my past sometimes like mm-hmm. I, I don't I, I don't talk about it a whole lot because mm-hmm. you know it's still kind of recent and it my i'm emotionally over it, and old, it but my yeah. but my dad is you know you know yeah. still recovering from everything yeah. but it's really really important that people don't say I can't get myself out of this. I was born like this. My dad always told me, Jeb, you didn't raise up. You you didn't, don't ever grow up and use the way that you grew up as an excuse for anything. Mm. He told me, don't ever say that. Oh, well, I didn't have a mom therefore, Mm. or, Oh, I grew up not doing the best. Therefore I'm going to not work hard because that's how things went with mean, My dad was a hard worker. That's a bad example, but you get my point. He said, never use your past as a justification for how you live your present. Mm how many people have that just like internal
0: warfare, right? They just always just have that in their mind. It's this, this, culture, like of yeah. this culture of excuses. It's this culture of excuses. Well, let's, let's move forward with that, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, growing up the way you did, what was that turning point for you where you said, you know what, you know, if my dad is not able to change you know our circumstances i'm going to start to take it into my own hands how are you able to you know
1: yeah so that kind of goes back to the origin of the channel because the channel was where this kind of all started and i've made this very clear on the youtube channel that hey this youtube channel changed my life changed the lives of a lot of people around me and i'm yeah. very 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 grateful for it one very isn't enough yeah. um it was it was in summer of 2017 and i was sitting in my back room watching uh, YouTube hmm. and I saw a video by a guy named Crypto Nick. Hmm. He's not really a. People don't talk about him anymore in the crypto space. He got involved with Ponzi scheme, got sued. Okay. It was really, it was really interesting to watch. It did his channel crashed and burned. Hmm. But when I saw him, he was doing really well. He was making like a quarter million dollars a month. Like how old was he? A year older than me. Wow. He's so 21 time, Nick. So he twenty one. So at 18, the time he was eighteen. And you were seven. I was seven. Actually, I was sixteen still. Wow. At the time he was. Still 17. He wasn't even a, an adult yet, I don't think. Hmm. But I couldn't, he was 17, 18, whatever. But the point is, he was making like so much money. And I saw a video by him and he said, How I make $30,000 a month mining Bitcoin on Genesis Mining. And I said, You know what? I, I kind of want to make $30,000 a month not doing anything on Genesis Mining. What's Genesis Mining? You know? I you. So I watched the video and sure enough, this dude is making 30 grand a month. You can see it on his screen from this thing called Genesis Mining. He had the cash on on his screen. Yeah. No, you're showing it. He was making $1,000 a day. Wow. And he's like, yeah, by the way, I'm 18, not flex wow. or anything. Yeah. I'm a humble brat, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, uh... so I kept watching the video and just something in me clicked. I wasn't a Christian back then. I was an agnostic, but that was the Lord helping me back then because I just knew. Then my entire life had just changed. I cannot express this to people in a way that doesn't sound like I'm full of it. I hear, I hear people say this kind of stuff sometimes, and I'm like, you're making that up. That didn't nah. happen. But I remember the visceral feeling of my life just changed. But like,
0: OK, you said you saw the YouTube video mm-hmm. and you realized, like, OK, I want to do this, too. Yeah.
1: And so you started learning more about it. You became knowledgeable about it. And you feel like your life just changed because of that? Yeah. I felt like my, I, so there's a lot of things that block people from their ultimate purpose in life. Yeah. And in my case, the one thing that was blocking me from figuring out the other things that were blocking me was a lack of finances. It's very hard to figure out what your purpose is in life. If you don't know how to get food on the table. That's so the Lord helped me figure out how to get food on the table. Mm-hmm. And then now He's helping me with all the other stuff. And that's not a problem anymore. Okay. So that was three and a half years ago. And from, from that day I went around and I made like eight different accounts. Cause I'm, I'm like most people, I know that if I just say I'm going to do it tomorrow I'm not going to do it tomorrow no. it's not going to happen no. back then especially I wouldn't have done it like I'm a little different now but um, so what I did is I went around and I made so many account- I watched like 30 of his videos say up to like midnight so I, I, I made a ton of accounts on different websites that he was using for mining it was anyone in crypto uh, Genesis Mining Cashflare, Coinbase I made a Gmail account for it all kinds of different accounts yeah. and I'm like okay well I have the accounts therefore I'm going to use them it worked yeah. um, so I just started studying it and I got into, I bought my first cryptocurrency it wasn't even Bitcoin actually Litecoin about a month later and started the channel six months later and I just I had this I realize, like, I'm the kind of guy that would sit around and watch YouTube videos all day. So, I just was like, you know what? This Self-taught. is interesting to me. Self-taught. Yeah. So, I was like, this is interesting to me. Yeah. So, I'm just going to watch some YouTube videos on crypto instead. And look, and then I watched 3,000 hours of YouTube videos. Wow. Okay. Can, you, can you explain to us, before we get deep into, you know, Bitcoin, cryptocurrency, can you give us like a, a basic foundation of what cryptocurrency is and Bitcoin is? Sure. Yeah. So, Bitcoin is a form of currency that is based on a distributed ledger. So, let's say you and I, and let's say we have a third party let's say we got a guy named evan sitting with us right so okay. we got you me and evan okay and we're trying to uh we loan each other money but we all want to make sure that if somebody loans someone money then we'll make sure that the money is kept track of where it's supposed to be going okay. so the way that we do that is instead of just relying on our word because you never know what if I lie, yeah. what happens if you and me, it, what, what happens if I make a loan to you and you say, no, I never bought, I never took that loan. I don't owe you money. Then we're at a, then we're at a standstill because mm-hmm. democratically we both have one vote. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then, and then we have to get physical or something. And, and I don't want that. You, <laughs> what you want me, dude? <laughs> um, so what we do is we have a ledger. Yeah. So you have a ledger of all the transactions that have happened. I have a ledger of all the transactions that have happened. And our friend Evan over there has a ledger of all the transactions that have happened. Okay. Then, if you try and say, nah, Jeb, I didn't take a loan from you, then Evan will say, wait a minute, my ledger says you did, my ledger says you did, yours says it didn't because you're lying, two to one outvotes you. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. I just, okay, so what is that labeled as right there? So that's called the distributed ledger. Okay. In Bitcoin, everybody who has a wallet, in the same way that you have a physical wallet with US dollars in it, you have a wallet where you hold your money. Mm -hmm. In Bitcoin, everyone has a wallet where they hold their Bitcoin. And when you have a wallet, you also, with that wallet, have a ledger. So you have a history in your wallet, built into it, of every transaction that's ever happened in the history of the cryptocurrency. Mm. So all of a sudden, instead of having you, me, and Evan—that's three people, okay. three—then yeah. you have uh, you have millions of people. Wow! So no one can come around and say you didn't. I, I didn't do that. Well, know mm. what the rest of the world says you did mm. because everybody logs a transaction on their ledger whenever a transaction happens. Okay. And so how does that differ from what exactly a Bitcoin is? So that's so that ledger keeps track of where the Bitcoin goes. Okay. so that's one of the building blocks of Bitcoin is that it's decentralized. It's called decentralized because there's not a central authority like the U.S. government, for example, that says, no, you did make that transaction. Mm -hmm. Instead, it's decentralized in the way that we all say, no, you made that transaction. So that's the core tenet. The second point of Bitcoin is that Bitcoin has a limited supply. And the reason I'm giving you both of these examples is because people ask, well, why use Bitcoin over U.S. dollars? This is this is why I use Bitcoin over U.S. dollars or anything else and why it is growing so quickly and will be a big part of our economic future. Okay. That it's decentralized, so it can't be tyrannized in the same way that the U.S. dollar could be. Okay. The Federal Reserve can do whatever they want with the U.S. dollar with no power over it. So that can be used as an iron fist over the people, and it has been in history. The other reason why it's important is because Bitcoin has a limited supply coded into it. There will only ever be 21 million Bitcoin created. The Federal Reserve has printed not the, through the through the buying of bonds, $9 trillion U.S. dollars.
0: So the Federal Reserve created Bitcoin?
1: No, no. A man, okay. woman, or entity, we don't know, named Satoshi Nakamoto created Bitcoin in wow. 2009. Wow. And how <laughs> no, much was it, was it
0: worth in 2009?
1: Uh, zero, because no one cared about it. Wow. And then a few years later, it was worth a dollar. A few years later, it was worth $100. And then right now, it's worth about $20,000. Okay, so how old were you when you got your first Bitcoin? I was, excuse me, 17. 17. Mm-hmm. And it cost how much at that time? When I got into cryptocurrency, I so the first Bitcoin I bought, it would have been around $4,500 of Bitcoin. When I got into crypto, Bitcoin was trading at $2,900 a coin. Okay. So now it's trading at 19,000 at Damn. the time of this. So, video. How, many, how many Bitcoins do you have right now? Oh, uh, several.
0: Okay. <laughs> All right. So he's thinking gold right now. Oh, <laughs> gold. So let's carry the conversation on a little bit. So, we talked about, okay, Bitcoin,
1: <laughs> cryptocurrency, and When was that point where you realized it was changing your life? That point was probably when the channel finally got monetized because for the first eight months of running the channel, the channel got started mid November of 2017. No, no, until July, June of 2018, the channel wasn't monetized. We yeah. had 8,500 subscribers. You're supposed mm-hmm. to get monetized at a 1,000. What were you doing on your channel? Cryptocurrency content. So okay. we made Teaching videos. people how mm-hmm. to kind of... Like, Basically, do exactly like what we're doing right, right now. Okay. We, I would read the charts and I'd tell people, this is what the market's doing. This is the trade you might want to make. So you became... Did,
0: so Okay. And you were how old when you started that YouTube? I was 17. 17. Mm-hmm. And when you first saw that video of that first Bitcoin that really drew, drew, drew your attention, how old were you? I was 16, I was, 16. About, I was about to turn 17. Okay. I was, so in that year, you
1: gained enough knowledge to be able to teach it to other people? So I got in, I, I saw that video when I was 16, because it was July 31st, 2017. Yeah. The first video went up on the channel on November 16th, 2017. So only like four months later did I start okay. the channel when I got in. And then when the channel first got monetized was June of 2018, which was eight months later. Okay. Those first eight months, I put a video up every single day and didn't make a penny. Wow, and I, what, what motivated that? I just knew that if I stuck with one thing Hmm. and I picked one thing, guys, this is so important. Everybody wants to go out and start 20 different businesses Hmm. instead of picking one thing and sticking with it. Nobody built an empire by trying to start 20 empires at the same time. 20 different leaders built the same empire over the course of hundreds of years. But we're going to try and start 20 different businesses in six months. Hmm. The idea of millionaires having seven streams of income is a joke. Yeah billionaires have seven strings of income. They got 700 strings of income because they have people they can delegate that to. But your average millionaire isn't as wealthy as people think they are. It's a lot easier to make a million dollars than you think it is. You just have to pick something and stick to it. And I knew that if I picked one thing that I knew was lucrative because that guy was making $6 million a year at 18 doing it, yeah. the market was proven. Wow. That's insane. I knew he could do it. Yeah. So I, fi- I figured if I just stuck with it, It'd pan out. Hmm. So I picked one thing. This is th- If you take anything away from this, this is the most important thing. You pick one thing and you stick to that. The grass isn't greener on the other side. The grass is greener where you water it. I learned that from hmm. Sam Ovens. That's a word. Mm-hmm. That's a
0: word. Okay, so your YouTube channel said it's, it was being monetized. So you're making some money, right? And so, you know, with this YouTube channel growing, what did that do to your mindset, right? Like, because... I, this is, we're really big on mindset here, right? And Absolutely. As, as, a, as a young child, you know, obviously the way you grew up, I'm sure there was a lot of holes in your mindset, right? Mm-hmm. And so how did finding, you know, the success in YouTube, like what did that start to do to your mind? As you're going through the process, like, what are you realizing is happening to your mindset?
1: Right. So one of the first things with that is that your mindset is so much more than your money. Hmm. And I'm going to answer that question, but I'm also going to answer a little bit differently too, yeah, because right. I learned a lot about my mindset from the financials, but the biggest thing that changed in my mindset was actually when I didn't have to worry about money because I could put food on the table and pay the bills for my dad and I, when I was able to do that, it freed me up to start figuring out other issues with mindset, family, Mm. relationships, Mm. God, Mm. friends, culture, politics. There are so many things that you have to understand moving into this world. This is the most complicated world that humans have ever lived in. And it's much more than just money. So when I finally was making some money and I had and quite frankly, I had huge confidence problems because of the way I grew up. Having 20 30,000 subscribers helped a little bit with that. Nah, I'm not going to lie. It helped a little bit. So uh, that helped a lot. <laughs> the, the immediate short-term impact of that was it wasn't that I had more money in my bank account than any any of my friends. It yeah. was that um, it helped with my confidence, actually. Hmm. That was the biggest thing that helped short-term. Long-term, it laid the foundation for me to start tackling other other challenges.
0: Hmm.
1: Okay. Wow. And,
0: you know, kind of like myself, when I was going through a personal growth phase and, mm-hmm. and, and realizing, you know, my purpose and a lot of the passions that I have, I started to get more excited, right? Like mm-hmm. I started to get more excited for like, you know, you start thinking, wow, oh, if I did this and did this, you know, I can have this and that. You start kind of like
1: you you vision casting, Visualize right? it, yep. How, how, do you visualize a at, lot? It's the, be- it's the thing I'm best at. And mm-hmm. the reason it's the thing I'm best at is because I genuinely believe I was put on this earth to be the CEO of a company. Wow. And the reason that I say that is because the number one job of a CEO is to be a Vision caster, Hmm. what what good is a CEO if all they can do is program? What good is a CEO if all they can do is recruit? You can hire people that can do that. The thing that's in short supply is people that can build a vision and command that vision and encourage people to follow them. A leader can't lead something if they don't have followers. So it's very important for young entrepreneurs and leaders to understand how to develop a vision that is emotional and visceral, not just, oh, I want to change the world. Okay, why? I want to change the world because because when I was six years old, I saw a homeless guy and for whatever reason, it just made me break down and cry mm-hmm. and now I want to I want to make a, a non-profit and go help homeless people that's a vision yeah kind of because, like what yeah, what you were telling me the other night mm-hmm. you know it has to hit deep in the core it's right? got to hit you it can't you know? just be it can't just be one of these sterile things that these fortune 500 companies do of we want to change the world because that's the right thing to do (laughs) it's a lot especially for like a startup guys who are young
0: it has to be visceral yeah i like what you said to me the other day you know you talked about bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency and you said you know it gives people the opportunity to escape
1: Slave mentality, right? Yeah. Can you kind of touch on that a little bit? Sure. So there's a very big problem in our culture that people go to school and they're being trained to be factory workers. They're not being trained to be innovators. You go to school and what do you do all day? You sit around in Exactly. You works. sit around and you wait for people to give you something to do. Hmm. Well, that works for a lot of people, but if you're trying to be entrepreneurial, which right. I think a large portion of your audience is, yeah. and I, which I think is one of the best things you can do at our age, hmm. um, I'm 20. You're 21, 22. 21, you're 21. Yeah, yeah that, I think that's the best thing that people our age can do is be entrepreneurial. The thing about entrepreneurship is that it is the antithesis of the way you're taught in school. In school, you're taught to sit down and do this vocabulary packet. In school, you're taught to sit down and translate the Spanish into English. You're not taught to go build something for three years. And if it doesn't work, your life falls apart. Hmm. You're not taught that. First of all, you're told what to do. You're not telling other people what to do. You're... Also, not at a risk. If you fail, eh, you'll get picked back up. Well, the real world isn't like that. The real world is if you screw up, there are consequences. Hmm. And you don't learn those two things in school. And people love to bash on school. I'm not in any way saying that this is something that school necessarily should do. However, this is something that we have to understand that we need to work on as young adults and society. Yeah. Yeah. And I kind of think like, you
0: know, a lot of people leave college. Right. Mm -hmm. And they they don't know how to be an entrepreneur. They don't know how to take a lead. Like what what would you kind of say to them? Right. Would you say they have to like, you know, if they don't have Bitcoin or cryptocurrency,
1: like what would you say? can help them escape that that slave mentality in a sense. Well, so Bitcoin and cryptocurrency are just one way to deal with this. I think it's – the reason I like Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies is it, there's many reasons. It, this is just one of them, but this does play into it. I think when people start building something that they are actually proud of and when there's risk involved, that's very important. They mature a lot. It's very difficult for someone who's had the cushiest life yeah. to understand what it's like to be rock bottom.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah. So when someone's seen rock bottom, they realize, wait a minute, I need to make sure I do a good job here. Yeah. Because there are consequences for me messing up. Yeah. And that's what I think people ought to do, actually, is that yeah. people need to put themselves in positions that are dangerous. Like they kind of, you know. I'm not I'm not saying go out there and, like, try and fight a lion. But I am saying take a little bit of risk. It's like that story of, uh,
0: I forgot who was the uh, the conqueror or the invader. I think it's, like, Alexander Cortez where he went to an island full of, like, Native Americans and he mm-hmm. came to attack the island or whatever. Mm-hmm. And when he got to the island, that he burned all the ships, right? He's mm-hmm. like, there's no going back. Yeah. Yeah. We have to yeah, win. Exactly. exactly.
1: Going, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's how it was that's for me yeah. is that I had to make it work. And when you have to make it work, it has a funny way of working yeah, out.
0: That's so true. Right? <laughs> just say like, put everything on like When there's you no know way. Everything to it. Right. And you just, you just put it all on the line. I think that's mm-hmm. so true, man. That's so true. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, you're monetizing YouTube. Your YouTube is growing a little bit, getting some more followers. Okay. So you, you know, when did you, where did you get the vision for starting your own, you know, company? And when did you start thinking like big scale
1: like that of like, yeah. I want to have a company. So right around the time that I started, um, right around the time that I got into cryptocurrency, I started also researching a lot about entrepreneurship because okay. it, it, it lit a fire in me. I realized that there was an ability for me to do something big with my life. Hmm. And that, it, and you have to understand, I have to start with why I started all this. Okay. I started this simply to help my dad. Hmm. And people ask me, Jeb, did you start this for the money? No. Don't get me wrong, it's lucrative, but I didn't. You know, it doesn't mean that much to me. I don't believe that we ought to live our lives in pursuit Mm. of material possessions. Mm. Because while it's nice to reward ourselves with that, I don't think there's anything wrong with rewarding yourself. Living your life for something other than the Lord is not going to lead you anywhere that you want to be. That is even very applicable for non-Christian followers. Be careful about following just material things. You will regret it, but it might take you a few decades to find out. and You don't want to wait that long. Mm. Um, I wanted to help my dad. And I realized after that, I was like, wait a minute. I, I, I Where I am The positioning I'm in Positioning is so important The position that I'm in I can help a lot more people than just ad. So I started thinking global And I started following some of these big YouTubers That a lot of your followers probably know Grant Cardone, Gary V, mm-hmm. Ty Lopez yeah. um, Alex Becker, Grant Stefan, yeah. All these guys mm-hmm. I watched every video every one of these guys ever made I remember for three months I would sit in my room And I would watch Grant Cardone videos all day long I saw every video he ever made. He's got 12 years of content. He's got 4,000 views. I've seen almost every one of them. Wow. Now, a lot of people will disagree with Grant Cardone and they say he's full of himself. Yeah, he's full of himself. Got but it, at the end man. of the day, he's worth a billion dollars for a reason. Yeah. I don't agree with everything he says. Don't get me wrong in the yeah. slightest. But there's something about building a vision. Hmm in yourself saying this is where i think i can go let's think is this actually reasonable yeah. is it possible that i could do what he did well he yeah. started where i started he hmm. didn't even have the internet hmm. okay then it must be possible for me let's go do okay. it okay but it ha- but the important thing is it has to be emotional hmm. it can't be too logical you have to if you're not getting fired up about it you'll never put the work it requires I said it can't be too logical what do you mean by it can't be too logical you're never right. gonna the <laughs> Franklin Delano Roosevelt once said. And actually, I take that back. It was, the- it was Theodore Roosevelt. No, it wasn't. I think it was FDR. Anyway, a president. The I'm pretty okay. sure it was a Roosevelt. One of the Roosevelts. I'm pretty sure it was FDR once said, um, "Plans are great, but um, uh, I forgot how exactly he said. He said, um, "Plans are." Plans are very likely to change, but you should still plan is what he said. I'm trying, I was trying to remember verbatim the way he said it, but he's saying you should plan, but expect the plans to change. Hmm. There's nothing wrong with making a plan and then changing the plan. But if you don't plan, you're doomed to fail. If you're, if you're, if you're not planning, you're planning to fail is what they say. But the point in that is that it's important to make a plan, but what you need to do also is you need to make sure that you understand why you're doing it. And that goes back to what we were talking about a couple days ago is the question why? Hmm why am I doing this? Hmm. It can't, I mean, for some people it can be for money. Um, and then, and by the way, I'm not condoning any, I'm not condemning anyone that does it purely for money and for no. selfish reasons. You go get your money, you go get your bread. You know, I ain't telling you not to. That's, <laughs> That's not what I'm saying. Up. I am however I saying that if up. you're just saying I want a cool Lambo, yeah. you're probably going to stop. Hmm. I want, but don't get me wrong. I watched all kinds of daily driven exotic videos. It's not, it's man. not, it's not a big enough reason. It's, it's not. not.
0: It's not. Unless you think of it as, what can this money help me do? What yeah. can it help me create? Mm-hmm. You know, can I? What can I do with this to help my mom or father? Exactly. Then it, then it means yeah. more to you. But yeah, I get it. If you just think of it in terms of materialistic things, and. Ty it's
1: L- not going to be Ta- what you expected to Ty Lopez, one of the guys that I followed, and a lot of people don't I, like used, to, I used to follow him on YouTube. Yeah, <laughs> hey, I, you look, people people hate on Ty Lopez. He's out there making bread, and he had some good advice. I don't care. Yeah. Um, he once said, uh, everything you do, you have to have a selfish and a selfless reason to do it. Have a selfish reason. Selfish. I Have a selfish reason. I want a big house. I, don't, I wouldn't mind having a big house. You know, that'd be cool. Uh, and have a selfish reason. A selfish reason. Selfish selfless. selfless have a selfless, selfless reason, reason because you're going to get bored of selfish things and you're going to get bored of selfish things yeah. and some people are going to be 80% selfish and 20% selfish yeah. and some people are going to be 80% selfish and 20% yeah. selfish now yeah. it's going to it's going to go back and forth but the point is make sure you have both reasons because okay. at least some of it needs to be selfless okay all right. That's that's good right
0: there. So you're building your you know, you're coming into building this company. Mm-hmm. What are your next steps, right?
1: You have this idea you want to build a company, mm-hmm. okay, boom, next step. What do you do? Yeah, well actually How the you- first thing I'm working on right now isn't even involved in the company. And let me tell you why. The most important employee in an organization, especially one that's starting up like ours, is the CEO. That's just plain and simple. And that's not pride. That's just a fact. So I need to internalize that and understand that I am the most important employee in our Mm -hmm. organization. So with that in mind, I need to be in top mental, physical, and spiritual health. Mm. So because of the way I grew up, there's still some things that I'm working through on a on a spiritual and an emotional level. I mean it's not exactly easy to lose your mom and grow up in poverty. That's not easy. So my number one priority for the month of December I've set aside for spiritual and emotional rejuvenation Mm, and growth. So that's what I'm doing right now. Moving into 2020, we're working on organizational development. I want to get a lot better about um, tracking many different metrics in our company. I want to recruit more people. We're planning on moving into a new office in August of next year, more than likely. So we're doing a lot of things. But the main thing is that I need to be in top form so that I can be (laughs) a good leader and I Mm. can pass those things on to my employees and grow them. Mm. Wow. Wow, that's good right there. I mean you're 20 years old
0: being able to to conceptualize things like that. I think one of the most important characteristics for for anybody who wants to do something, do something great is being able to be self-aware, right? Mm-hmm. Being able to know that you know, I'm lacking in a situation, Absolutely. I'm lacking in an area, mm-hmm. and to be able to be like, you know what, I, I, you know, I gotta fix this part of my life, right? Mm-hmm. Because say that you want to think like that, say mm-hmm. to be like, you know, what? I went through all this as my childhood, but oh, it's mm-hmm. whatever. Like, it won't phase me. Like, I'll be alright. Just gotta it, push no. through, right? Nope. It's gonna bite you in the nope. ass. That's
1: Yeah. So is. that's
0: where that, that self awareness comes in to be able to, you know, say to yourself, right? I need to take this time to really, you know, work through those wounds, work through that mm-hmm. those pains. But let me ask you, you know, how 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 are you gonna do that?
1: Yeah. Absolutely. Give me I didn't turn that. out. Okay,
0: so you know, talking about you and taking this time to, to work on yourself, mm-hmm. and I mean, you know, we hear that work on yourself, and the reason why I asked you, you know, how do you plan on doing that? Because like a lot of people, you know, they they're at the same point as you are. You know, I have to heal from some things, but they mm-hmm. don't know how. Like, right how How would you advise for them to be able to, you know? To, to to
1: overcome yeah. those things, and start so on that's those. a great question. Yeah. And there's several things I want to touch on in what you just said because you set that up so well. Um, number one, there are a lot of things you can teach yourself. I taught myself the violin. I taught myself piano. I'm, but the problem is, I'm not very good at them. Yeah. So this is not something Self-aware. mental. Where mental health? Yeah, <laughs> mental health is not something you want to try and teach yourself. Yeah. It's better than nothing. I've taught myself plenty of things. It's better than nothing. Mental health is something you want to get counseling for. Mm. Have a professional talk to you about Mm. it. It's the same thing with running my business. I don't want to run my business and try and figure it out all out on my own. Everything I know, I taught myself, which means that there's a lot of holes in it. And the point you made of being self aware is actually really cool because I'm going to a meeting with with uh, other business owners in town tomorrow, and in the readings for that meeting, one of the things they pointed out is that the top skill set for an executive to have, specifically a CEO is to be self-aware. Hmm. It said it in the paper. It's over there in my office. It's hmm. a self-awareness. And I was hmm. like, well, uh-uh. But it's cool to bring it up here because <laughs> no. I just read it in that. Yeah. It's yeah. so important to be self-aware. And too many people let pride blind them. Hmm. The first scripture I've memorized is Matthew 2312. 12. He who humbles himself will be exalted. He who exalts himself will be humbled. Hmm. What that means in, in, right. uh, in modern English that's is that's right. uh, if you exalt yourself and you build yourself up and you pump yourself up, Who else is going to pump you up? Because you're already doing all of it for yourself. You're going to get knocked down because if you say, I'm going to pick the seat at the head of the table. Well, you know what? The guy that owns a house is going to walk in and say you're in my seat. Hmm. But if you sit at the lowest seat in the table, then they're going to say, you shouldn't be sitting over there. You're an esteemed guest. Come sit next to us. Hmm. If you exalt yourself, you're going to be humbled. But if you humble yourself, you're going to be exalted. And if you start from a position of humility, Hmm. you will go much farther in life than many of these people on Instagram that think, I'm going to flex. I'm going to show off my fat stacks. Well, you know what? A lot of people don't think that's a lot of money. I'm just going to be honest with you. There's plenty of people that are laughing at you right now if you think 500 bucks is a lot of money. I'm sure. People are too prideful nowadays because we have this flex culture and everybody thinks, if I can flex what I've done in the last month, I'll be great. Well, there's a lot of people out there who have been working their tail off for 40 years and they think you look like a fool and you're never going to get to where they are if you are living like them now. Yeah. Too many people start with pride. Hmm. Take pride in your accomplishments, not in the things you haven't done yet. Be humble and realize that you have much to learn, especially if you're our age. Yeah. That's so important. That's really You have to start with humility. Yeah. That's really true. I remember, compared to football, right? I feel like
0: football, you can relate a lot of things. Oh, yeah. I think so, too. Right? And so I remember... You know I'm working so hard this off season getting yeah. ready to come back for uh because mm-hmm. our season was canceled. So it's just getting ready to like test <laughs> coming back coming back to practice right yeah. getting ready to come back to school and we're gonna have um fall practice mm-hmm. not fall season fall practice. And I remember I'm coming in you know I'm running all my routes and I just think I'm the shit like I just feel like I put in so much work right mm-hmm. I'm like I'm, I'm I put myself in the head chair right mm-hmm. I'm like wow you know I'm I look at me you know what I'm saying like yeah. kind of like I put in all this work you know I have all this self belief and I remember something having to me and my receiver coach, and um, you know, my receiver coach said, uh, we got in a little argument, and he pulled me to the side. And he was like, You want to go to the NFL? Mm-hmm. And I was like, You know, you don't care. I'm gonna go to the NFL. You, <laughs> know. you know what I'm saying? He said, All right, you have to be like a ball of clay, yeah. You have to be ready to be molded, you know I what I'm like saying? That. You can't, like how that. do you want to go to the like NFL? That. You're not ready to be molded, I like right? That. I thought I was already molded, you yeah. know what yeah. I'm saying? Yeah, and that was kind of like a, like, a, 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 a I took a seat back in the lower chair, and I realized, Wow, yeah. When I look at it like this, there's so much more that I can do. There's so much more than I can achieve whereas you just look at it as like, I know everything, right? That
1: limits you. you It does and it's something that a lot of people struggle with because we live in a culture of entitlement. And I talk about the culture we live in so much because it's the zeitgeist that we grow up in and it's really dangerous when you grow up that way because it's When everybody has the same disease, no one thinks they're sick. (laughs) Everybody has the disease of entitlement. Everybody has the disease of pride. And nobody thinks they're sick because everybody around them has it too. Mm, that's what right. you, it, the only problem is that you all have it. You're all sick. Right. You're like, oh, I'm going to compare myself to that. Well, there's no one good to compare to because we're all sick. That's what we're and we right. all struggle with that to certain degrees. No one's perfect in that, but a right. lot of people are very bad about it. And you know how good it feels when you're sitting at the lower seat and somebody invites you to the upper seat. Mm. But you know how bad it feels when somebody says, "Get the hell out of my seat." <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man. That's a quick way. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a good visualizer. So like I always visualize situations, and yeah. I always tell people. I've told you this once off camera. Uh, if you if you if you have to brag about something, then it's obviously not worth bragging about because That's it would have spoken for itself. That's true. If you need to go and brag about something then clearly your results aren't speaking for themselves and you need to work harder. Wow. If you're really trying to get yourself to a position where people will look up to you because of your achievements, yeah. have something that people will brag about for you. Let your reputation precede yourself. You shouldn't have to go around and, and, and you know, like pat yourself on the back. you ought to have people doing it for you. If it's really yeah. that cool. Yeah. Wow. That's good. know so
0: back to you know your business right we talked about you know you're going to spend this time working on your mental health because you feel like that's a a huge area for you to grow and get to where you want to become that's something you need to you know achieve and and really accomplish and within yourself um you know i know there's a lot of other young entrepreneurs listening to this Mm -hmm. right and we always talk about you know building a business right and you talked about like the most part part of your business is the ceo like you are the ceo and with that being said the ceo is like that's That's your brand, right? Yeah. It's your personal
1: brand. Especially for the personal brand that we're running, yeah.
0: And, you know, you were talking about cryptocurrency and your Bitcoin company, and you said you had someone uh, reach out to you on YouTube and was like, yo, like, you guys, like, you... Saved my life, right? Mm-hmm. Like, you wouldn't expect that from a, a cryptocurrency Bitcoin company, right? I know. So, like, you're more than just yeah. Bitcoin and cryptocurrency, right? Can you kind of talk about like what more Absolutely. are you to other people?
1: Yeah, well, I, you know, the, the reason that I think we've gotten along so well is because I love the idea that of Think Gold, great merch, by the way. You yeah. guys gotta get some. This Thank is awesome. Yeah. Uh, but Think Gold is a really great name because it's it it, it is saying fix your mindset, make it golden hmm. is essentially what that's saying, and that's something that is so very important is that people focus on their mindset and people need to one of the foundations of your mindset is asking the question why Mm. I think the question why can change the world it's the it's the it's the complete foundation of science these smartphones we have would not exist without the question why that one word built all of modern civilization and here we are thinking it doesn't mean anything if you want to do anything in life find out the reason why you're doing it so for young entrepreneurs it's very important To understand why you're doing something. So when we got that email from that person that was saying, that uh well it was a very long email they detailed their entire backstory uh i i don't it, it was two years ago guys so forgive me that i don't remember all the details and this person unfortunately i don't believe their mother was in the picture i think they were deceased um the father was on drugs wow. um, little brother was injured in some way like horribly injured wow. couldn't take care of him this guy that emailed me the only way that anything was ever going to change in his life is if Either there was a miracle that happened, which they do happen, or that he figured out how to get himself out of that situation. Because at the end of the day, sometimes you got to realize the cavalry ain't coming, hmm. and you got to just do it yourself. Yeah. And he's not this kid that, that, that messaged message me is my age. He's not old. He was telling me basically the same story I went through. Now I didn't I didn't have anywhere near as bad as he did, but he straight up told me said Jed, I was going to commit suicide. Wow. And I started watching your videos and. I learned about cryptocurrency and because you introduced me to Bitcoin, I figured out cryptocurrency. I started trading, made a little money and started helping my family. Yeah, And that, and by the way, the first thing I have to say is that I don't in any way take ownership of him not yeah. killing stuff and i actually don't tell the story very often because i specifically because i don't want people to think that's what i'm saying the reason i mentioned that and the reason i told you that is because when you're trying to ask the question why and you receive an email like that yeah. you found your answer you know what that dude might not be here right now yeah. but me making my videos if they can if they can do to one person what crypto nick did for me hmm. that's huge yeah that's incredible
0: hmm.
1: wow that's amazing man and that's why I think of, like, just
0: companies, right? You think of any company, right? they always more than just the product, right? Mm-hmm. And they're always trying to any sell- Any successful it, company. Yeah, any successful one, right? Like, mm-hmm. every company will advertise them as more than just their product. Like, mm-hmm. I think it's about emotion, right? Like, yeah, we live true. in a world that's based off emotion. Like, what emotion am I trying to make you feel, right? And that's kind of, like, thank gold. Like, I, don't, I don't want to fill people up with that emotion is, like- you can achieve anything you want you can yeah. you constantly can can keep achieving right it mm-hmm. doesn't stop you yep. know your mind is, is limitless right and so there's so much that you can accomplish mm-hmm. and um, so yeah I mean you're 20 years old right now man you're 20 years old Kind of talk about you know where you're at right now with your business, sure. right? Like how well are you doing right now? Kind of put that into perspective. Sure,
1: yeah, because we've been kind of netting yeah, about yeah. everything.
0: Like who are you? you know? Yeah. What, so what
1: was this guy? So a little bit of backstory: uh, we run the CryptoJet YouTube channel. We have, we're about to pass sixty thousand subscribers more than likely in the next couple of days. We've been running it for three years. So November sixteenth, which was a month ago, was the third birthday of the channel. Uh, there, we have six employees right now including myself because you know I'm W-2, also yeah. I, 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 draw, I draw a paycheck also yeah. um, so it's myself Shannon Gia Zach Dossa and Taylor okay. so and we're also looking into hiring a couple of new employees namely another editor uh, CFO and a more than likely a script writer okay. in the next couple of months so we rented an office downtown about 1600 square feet we're in the middle of building a second studio right now um, bought a bunch of camera gear you know just pretty much having fun and putting it on youtube it's it really is kind of the you know let me back up and be very careful with my words because at this point in my life i have authority and i need to be careful with how i say things it's i I was about to say it's like the dream life No, know i take that back it's not people think people think that having a bunch of money and having you know cool cameras and camera gear and employees and businesses is so cool it's really cool don't get me wrong i like it but it's but it's but 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 number one it's work (laughs) you gotta work the tail off yeah Uh, But number two, it's also at the end, I just want people to understand this because I don't want people getting into entrepreneurship, thinking that it's going to change everything about their life in the fact that it's not going to change everything hundred percent. It's going to change your finances if you do well, maybe 90%, but it might only do 20% of your relationships, or it might be negative 20%. It might hurt your relationships. Mm. Just making a bunch of money isn't the only thing you need in your life. Mm. So... I'm kinda of going off topic. No, you're but good. Yeah. You're good. I think it's really important that people understand that entrepreneurship is definitely something that if you're the right person for it then, and you want to do it, go for it. But I think a lot of people put it on a pedestal and think it's the be all end all. And it's yeah, not. yeah. I think it just goes back
0: to you know is your why.
1: Do mm-hmm. <clears throat> you
0: have a why that's supporting why you're going exactly. to? And I think that's gonna yeah. be the title of this podcast. Mm-hmm. You know, know your why. Know I think why that's why. a great title. Yeah. yeah. Um so, yeah, I mean, you're 20 years old, you're the head of your company, right? How does that dynamic work? Because I'm sure at 20 years old, there's all these stereotypes yeah. of, you know, what? You're 20 years old. I'm sure you're gonna you're probably in a position right now where some of your employees are older than you, right? Yeah. How do you work
1: to... I think I'm actually the youngest employee in my own company. Wow. So <laughs> when,
0: at 20 years old, man, how do you work
1: to overcome those stereotypes, right? So like, that's a great question. Even in those awkward scenarios, right? Like, how do you... That's a great question. And that's something I've dealt... I've, I've kind of been learning in the last three months. We moved into our office. Uh, and i hired five new employees yeah. in september so we yeah. moved into the office four months ago yeah. it was just myself and an editor mm. up until then and then we i was like we had a crazy month and we've been having crazy months for six months or so and i'm like oh. we need to go to the next level this is where we want to go so when i moved in there we have some neighbors and they work with the university of florida football team and the two people that run it the i guess you would call it the business owner and the and the the operations manager, office manager, whatever. Alex and Corey, they're both probably in their mid late thirties. So we were moving in, and they're asking me questions like, we're, "Okay, so you like got some furniture or something?" I'm like, "Yeah, it's, it's being shipped in." And they're yeah. like, and they like walk in our office like the first week, and it's a damn mess because there are boxes all yeah. over the place and all kinds of cardboard. And they're like, "It is a mess." Hmm. Um, And they just kind of gave me the side eye. They're like, "Well, if you need anything, let us know." <laughs> it was so funny, there but we had, um, they had that suspicion on it. Yeah, they were a little. You, this is a cartel. Yeah, thing. yeah. Seriously, that thing is a drug, like a money laundering thing. Yeah. But no, the the way that I've dealt with it is, um, like I said, I believe if I'm remembering right, all of my employees at the moment are older than me. I believe that's true. Yeah. So the way that that works is that in my founding co- in my founding team, instead of looking instead. I try and stick to a philosophy of don't work with friends. I don't like mixing work with friendships. Stop. The Stop. reason is, is because when you get in a work relationship with someone and yeah. you're in a friendship relationship with someone, never should the two cross lest something bad happen. So when you're in a work relationship with friends, you have to understand that the friendship might end at any time hmm. because people are volatile. Yeah. Um, and that's happened already. Yeah. We've already unfortunately lost one employee who I was very close friends with and who doesn't talk to me anymore. Yeah. It's, it's already happened. And it, well, it was, it was very sad. sad happened a couple of months ago. Yeah, I'm sorry about that. Um, but that's something you have to go into understanding is that there's going to be risk involved. And I, I decided to go ahead and hire my founding crew from people that I knew on my own network because I also, while I believe I want to keep my work and my friendship and my family life separate as much as possible, um, I also believe that everything's united under God. So that mm-hmm. d- that does help pull everything together. But even more importantly, I believe a team of six people who love each other who go out and, and drink or, or don't cause you know, I'm 20 or yeah. spend time on the weekends together yeah. and have fun together and they work well together and they're bought into the same vision. I believe that a six man team with $0 would go a lot farther than six people with all the funding in the world, hmm. but they have no direction. They have no vision. They have no dynamic of cooperation because I'll be honest with you, that dynamic of people being older than me and working for me as a 20 year old. Yeah, that would not have gone very well if I didn't know these people. But now that we've got six employees, we had seven, but so one of our guys left to work for the church and it was it worked out very well. He felt like the Lord was calling to do that and yeah. I agreed with him. That dynamic works out because I, I, I had intentionality with what I was doing. Yeah. A lot of people unfortunately just make a decision to make a decision. They yeah. don't think about it. Well, I thought about it. I said, it's going to be, one, it's going to be easier to find people to work for me that are in my in my network. Yeah. But two, the dynamic is going to be that we're going to... The, the foundation laying of company culture is going to be much easier if I already know these people. Okay. And I don't have to figure out who they are in the office.
0: Okay. So what, say... I was going to say young entrepreneurs, but even myself, like what advice would you give myself for like, you know, I'm trying to build a team mm-hmm. and yeah, just, I'm trying to build a team
1: around me. Like what advice would you give me? For study sales, study sales, study sales. And the reason you need to study sales is because when you figure out your why and you're visceral about it hmm. and you're very, and you're, you've, you're from a lot farther on that than most people. Yeah. So I think right. you're doing great by the way. Um, uh, when you have your why, and which by the way, you never stop developing that. That's <laughs> always, that's an iterative thing. Your why needs to be sold. I learned sales because I'm the executive of a company and we sell a product, you know, and I'm also a YouTuber, which means that you're selling people on why they should click on the video and why they should keep watching the video and why they should subscribe. So my job is sales. I'm a salesman. It's why I'm pretty good at communicating for having the, the little experience that I do. You need to learn sales. And the reason is, is because to build a team, people don't want to work for money. People don't work for me because I pay them well. I do pay them well. Don't get me wrong. I pay everybody in my company very well for what they're doing, considering their experience level. Most of them are learning half of what they know how to do on the job, Mm -hmm. which is not what most companies would do. I did that on purpose. That was a conscious decision because because I had sold them a why and a vision. If you know sales, number one, that's how you build a business is sales. Without without a sales team, businesses don't exist. They're just a bunch of people getting together and not making any money because there's no money coming in. So sales is very important since you're the executive of Think Gold, the CEO of Think Gold. Um, The other reason why it's very important is because if you're trying to build a team around you, you have to be very good at selling a vision. And that has to do with how you talk. That has to do with how you present things. That has to do with how prepared you are. That has to do with that vision, how you talk. And there's so much that goes into that. But sales in general is the best umbrella term I can give you to answer that question. No, That's a
0: great answer. That's a great answer. You basically... You know, have to believe in yourself,
1: right? Yeah. To be able to sell your product. Nobody's going to be confident confident in you if you're not confident in yourself. I was three years ago. I didn't get lunch when I was dual enrolled in college in 12th grade because I was too scared to go through the subway line. I was that socially awkward. I would go hungry. (laughs) I'm still fixing the p- hunger problems I have. <laughs> you know how many days I just sit yeah. here and I'm like, oh, I'm not hungry, I'm fine. I'd skip lunch half, yeah. of my, half of my childhood because yeah. I was socially awkward and I won't go through the lunch line. I do th- 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 Me being able to communicate well and interact with people that I don't know did not come easily. Hmm. Don't think it did. That's such This a, is not natural. That's so good to
0: hear. You know what I'm saying? So you're, yeah. you're just stuff from your boy. No, I'm right? naturally yeah. a very
1: anxious, unconfident, antisocial person. Wow. And don't get me wrong, having a couple extra zeros in my bank account and having some subscribers helps. Yeah. But that's not the only thing. There are plenty of people there worth hundreds of millions of dollars and have no confidence in themselves. Mm. It's learning to be confident in yourself is a foundational principle of entrepreneurship. Mm. If you're not confident in yourself and your vision, no one else will be either. Mm. Yeah, man. That's why the best salesmen actually use the product they're selling. Mm. That's it, what, what, the, the guy down at the Toyota dealership that's trying to sell you a new Tacoma. You think he drives a Ford? He's gonna be trying to sell you a fork. Yeah. He's gonna be trying to sell you what he uses because yeah. he knows it's good because he's confident in his product. Hmm. Your why is your product. If you're not confident in it, you can't sell it. Hmm. That's good, man. That's good. So let's
0: kind of switch gears. So let's talk about let's go back into Bitcoin, right? Sure. Um. You know why is
1: why is investing in Bitcoin a smart move? Because right. I genuinely believe that Bitcoin is the future of cur- of currency and the future of inflation hedging. So what we were talking about earlier is the two pillars, two of the basic pillars that are easy to describe to newcomers yeah. of cryptocurrency and why it's important. Because people ask me the question all the time, why Bitcoin? A lot of people try to say, well, Bitcoin is this, Bitcoin is that. No, that you need to say two things, and I tell people that I tell my contemporaries in the in the cryptocurrency space, stop trying to complicate it. Say these two things, they can learn the rest of it as they go. Number one is decentralized. No central authority can come in and tyrannize Bitcoin. The federal government, I'm not gonna get into the math of why this is possible, but if you want to go research, you'll find it's true. The federal government of the United States of America can't shut down Bitcoin. How? You'd have to shut down the entire internet. Because how am I going to go around to every single person on the planet that has a ledger of Bitcoin and get rid of it? Hmm. There's like fifty million wall I don't know the number, so don't quote me on that. There's at least 10 million bitcoin how would you how would you go about creating a bitcoin you said that you know that well let me finish answering your first question because that's really yeah, really yeah, important so number one is decentralized yeah. in that it's decentralized because everybody is in charge of it which means no central authority is in charge of it meaning that bitcoin cannot be used as a tool of despotic tyrants in the same way the united states the united states dollar can be used yeah, that's some big words there so that's very important to boil that down the united states dollar was created by the U.S. government, right? Yeah. So that means the U.S. government has control over the U.S. dollar. Mm-hmm. Well, what is the entire world economy based on? The U.S. dollar. Yeah. Every other country on the planet is not based on gold like it should be. Really? We went off the gold standard yeah. decades ago. Yeah. It should be based on gold, but it's not. That's inflation. I'm not going to get into US that. Dollar, no. It's based off the U.S. dollar. Every other country, every other currency on the planet is based in a large part off of the U.S. dollar, which means that the U.S. dollar has hegemony over the rest of the world economy. You can't do that with Bitcoin. Wow. And I'm not saying that the U.S. has been a good or a bad steward of that power. But the fact is they have that power and it's a potential that they could be a bad steward of it. And that's dangerous. Bitcoin being decentralized removes that, that possibility. Mm-hmm. So the second reason why Bitcoin is so important is because it's not inflationary. The West African slave trade started with a hyperinflationary currency crisis. So that in English means the West African slave trade yeah. that resulted in untold travesties and w- the, the effects of which we're still feeling today started when the Portuguese and other European nations started sailing south. They went down to the West African coast. In those uh, areas, they were using something called uh, uh, beads as currency. There were little glass beads like you might see on a necklace. Yeah. A lot of times they wore on a necklace. They were glass beads. Glass making technology wasn't widespread in the region, which meant that glass beads could not be produced in the region, which means that those glass beads retained their value. If both of us have $10, and that's all the money in existence. And then all of a sudden we bu- and then all of a sudden uh, I get twenty extra dollars. Then you don't have half of my value. You have a quarter of hmm. my value because I just made money out of thin air. I devalued all of our money. Yeah. If if all of a sudden the world goes from having twenty dollars to forty dollars, every dollar is worth half as much. That's called inflation, hmm. and that's very dangerous. What happened in West Africa is those tr- those tribes and those kingdoms and those areas that base their currency on agri beads. It worked very well until the Europeans filled ships full of glass beads sailed them down the coast creating currency out of thin air Wow! essentially the 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 late middle ages equivalent of um of uh what's the word i'm looking for making money that you're not supposed to uh fraud fraud? sure sure we'll say fraud i you know the word i'm trying to say um um, anyway, they, they took those ships full of glass beads down to the coast to start buying slaves with them. Wow. And what they did is that they used that to buy the slaves and to buy up other resources in the region. When they flooded the market with glass beads and made every other glass bead in the it region not, worth less. Yeah. Because if there's ten, if there's 10,000 glass beads, each glass fee is worth One ten thousandth Of the total supply All of a sudden There's a hundred million Glass bees yeah. Every glass fee is worth wow. less There's not more resources There's more currency That's, That's called inflation yeah. Bitcoin cannot do that Because mm. Bitcoin Is coded In such a way That there will only ever be Twenty one million Bitcoin created wow. The same thing That caused that crisis And many other In the history of the world The same thing That led to the Roman down, the, the downfall Of the Roman Republic
0: yeah.
1: It was a currency crisis Bitcoin is the first technology In the history of mankind yeah. That makes that impossible. Wow. And the only other thing that's come close is actually gold. Wow.
0: (laughs) Wow. So, you know, there's a lot of college students, you know, young people listening to this. Mm -hmm. Where do we start? If we want, if we find this interesting,
1: where do we start? Where's a good, you know, starting point for it? Sure. I think there are, I think YouTube's a great place to start. Uh, Ivan on Tech, uh, the moon, the moon, his name's Carl. Those are great YouTube channels to okay. start. Um, it's really good to read up on news stories. Your YouTube
0: channel, or, or mine, or mine. Plug us in, real or fine. mine.
1: Uh, Crypto Jeb, if you guys want to follow me on YouTube, <laughs> okay, uh, Crypto Jeb, J E B B Crypto C R Y okay. P T O. Okay, I'll put that in the um, bio as
0: well as okay. along with your social media stuff. Too. Awesome, so I appreciate They'll that. They'll find you. They'll find
1: you. Yeah, it's good to start there, and then also you can start on you can start reading articles on Coin Telegraph, Coin Desk, um, several other places. It's really just kind of the the. The way that I like to learn things, it's not just a, I'm gonna go here and learn it. And I mean, if you're going to school or something, I'm not, I'm not gonna get into college because we'll be here all day at my college. It's not as simple as say, I'm gonna go here and learn it. Yeah. If you're trying to teach yourself, if you're learning from someone that's different, it's, it's, it's more the, this goes into the question of research. If you're trying to learn something, the best thing you can do is start asking the question, why?
0: Hmm. So, or
1: start asking the question, how? <laughs> so or, asking start as, or start asking the question, uh, what? Hmm. What is a blockchain? Why is Bitcoin valuable? How does Bitcoin work? Just type mm. those questions into Google. Yeah. And then one answer will lead you to three questions. keep asking questions. Mm. Just ask questions. Mm. Be curious. I feel like you're like me in that sense, right? Because, you know, I always, when someone comes to me, like a
0: friend, right, with this business idea, I always ask them, you know, why are you doing that? Mm-hmm. How is this gonna happen? And I always make them think of, you know, kind of like the all like what are the Potential. you have to look at the, the potential, what's the word? The potential obstacles, right? Mm-hmm. We always got to look at the potential obstacles. Mm-hmm. And even with ourselves, right, as, you know, inspiring entrepreneurs and your CEO, like, we have to ask ourselves those questions, mm-hmm. right? You know, we have to be that one. voice the reason yeah. of, like, what if this goes wrong? You know, what are the potential obstacles? And you have to kind of see it in advance right to be able to overcome those mm-hmm. and so I think that's that's very big it goes back to being self-aware but we always end, we always end everything gold episode with these three questions okay. and I added another question on there right so it's fill in the blank questions right okay. all right my greatest joy is the Lord the Lord mm. our greatest battle is ourselves ourselves mm. the world needs the Lord what the Lord. <laughs> Okay, last question for you. Hypothetical question. Okay. So say you had like an out-of-body experience, right? I mm-hmm. know. Oh, say okay, say you had an out-of-body experience, right? Say you know. no, say it's your high school graduation, right? Okay. I'm and, there. And and you're having an out-of-body experience. And you're that that ghost. Right. Yeah. What would you tell your your high school self as you're getting on the podium ready to you know embrace this future? Like, What advice would you
1: give your, your high school self? I'm going to give you two answers, one for the Christians in the room. And I'm going to give another answer yeah. that's a little more worldly. Yeah. Number one is I was an agnostic at the time. I would say stop. Uh, so that's the first answer. But the second answer and the answer that I think more people will be interested in is I mean I mean one it's thing, a one, it's, one a thing it's a good question tough yeah. questions are often good questions yeah. I mean one thing is the question why but I was very scientific minded I wanted to go into astrophysics when I was a kid so I was already very good at the question why I think what I would probably tell myself is just confidence isn't just having confidence that you're attractive enough to get a girl's number that's what people think when they think confidence confidence when I say confidence and when the world says confidence is have confidence in your vision if you have a vision that you want to build a big podcast, or you want to build a big YouTube channel, or you want to build a big company, and you genuinely in your heart of hearts believe that it is being done for the right reason, and your heart of hearts might be wrong, so make sure it's right first, mm-hmm. which is can take you your whole lifetime, <laughs> yeah. but if you genuinely believe that you're doing it for the right reasons have confidence that if you work hard enough, it'll pay off. Hmm. That's why people jump ship and they do Shopify, Amazon FBA, podcasting, YouTube, Instagram, personal brands. That's why they do eight different businesses because they've been told the lie that millionaires have seven streams of income. So I need to start seven businesses. That's bull. Hmm. That's a load of crap. Hmm. You need to do one thing and you need to stick with it because one thing will lead you to where you want to go. Wow. How does a tree grow? A tree grows tall, And then it grows wide. Hmm. It doesn't grow with seven different tree trunks. (laughs) It grows with one trunk and then it grows wide. So I would tell myself, pick a goal, a long-term goal. In this case, for me, it happened to be the channel and the business I'm running. And have confidence that if you work your tail off every day, it'll end up happening. Hmm. And don't stop. Because too many people think this didn't work. I've been doing this for two months. I've been doing this for four months. I've been doing this for six months. By the way, I'm not telling you that if you're doing something stupid that you just working your ass off is going to fix it. Yeah. Because if you're digging a ditch and you're trying to become a millionaire, it ain't going to work. Yeah. So I'm not saying be stupid and just yeah. work hard. But I am saying – why all the things we've talked about. If you genuinely yeah. think that you're doing it for the right reasons, number one, and that you're doing the right thing – I was like, well, I saw this dude making a quarter million a month. I know I can do something. So I knew it. It was proven. The market was proven. If I genuinely believe I'm doing it, number one, for the right reasons, because the market does reward good people. People think millionaires are greedy, and they're not necessarily. Normally, they're very generous, actually. And number two, you know that you're doing the right thing to get the goal that you want. Don't quit. Hmm. Stop giving up so quickly and have confidence and have faith in the process. That's
0: a word. That's a word, man. That's your
1: answer. Well, Jeb... Appreciate
0: you coming on the podcast, bro. Good having awesome.
1: me. That was good amazing, having man. And, Thank wow. you for
0: having me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that was This is going to be a, a very um, popular episode. I already know this might be the most popular episode we've done, but um, yeah, man, we're going to end it on it's that. Praise. Thank you, baby. Thank you. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing
1: to the show and giving us a five star rating on your preferred platform.